We've heard an awful lot of different voices this morning around the table, which reminds us that the world of the built environment is quite fragmented, isn't it? There are many different interest groups involved. But what was your kind of principal takeaway? Because despite that, there, there, there was a cohesion, wasn't there, in what we were hearing around the table? Yeah, I think there was definite cohesion. Um, what was interesting from my perspective was that there's almost two levels of conversation going on. There's the people who are practitioners who are working at the coalface, who are trying to manoeuvre their way through the planning system or get more houses built. And then there's an aspiration to do things better, which is perhaps where the innovation part of the conversation comes in. And I think a common thread across the conversation this morning was that we, there's an opportunity to do things better um, and to embrace new methods of delivery, develop new conversations to make a change. So I think given that there was almost two levels of conversation happening, I think we did reach a consensus around the table, which was great that things need to happen and we need to do that collectively and through collaboration. So I think that was a really positive outcome for us. The other thing I got a sense of was that the industry feels it, it acknowledges it needs to raise its game, but also in terms of its public perception, there was many people were saying that when they genuinely want to go in there and make things better for communities and build new houses and infrastructure and everything, there's pushback and for sometimes inexplicable reasons and the planning processes in our country is very difficult. Did you get that sense as well? Yeah, I think so. And I think we see that in other elements of work that BRE is involved in. And, and often it's the knowledge of the consumer. So we are all consumers. We all buy things, we buy products, we buy houses or we rent properties. But our knowledge of what they can deliver or what they could potentially deliver is, is not well advanced, I would argue. So what we ask for and what we demand from our buildings is, is not at a great level. So until we ask for more, until we know what good looks like, it's difficult for the built environment professionals and, and people involved in the supply chain to deliver that. So if more people are educated about what good looks like, they can ask for more things and then the industry will respond. So I think that's, that's part of the discussion that, that, that needs to happen and needs to be more, more definition around what good looks like. I think there's also a sense, isn't there, that there are city bubbles of conversation and talk. There's a London bubble we heard about, an Edinburgh bubble here, and yet we we had representatives um, from sections of the community here in Scotland who are hundreds of miles away, and that their needs are often very different. Yeah, absolutely. Scotland's got quite a large rural community. Um, a lot of domestic buildings are off-grid, so they'll run off oil. They might do local water harvesting um, techniques to, to service their needs. So that, again, presents a whole series of challenges that you don't get within, a, within an urban environment, within a city bubble. Um, so in order for, for Scotland to address all of its challenges, it needs to broaden its horizons a bit around what we do out with the cities, but also... In these communities, there's also opportunity to have more innovative approaches in terms of how you look at servicing the needs of housing, which that can then be replicated in, in larger urban, urban areas as well. And the other word inevitably that came up a lot was sustainability. What, what does that mean to you? And do you think that that's now here for good, almost as a hygiene factor? Yeah, it's interesting because sustainability was in everybody's vocabulary you know, a few years ago, and it seems to have dropped off a little bit. But what you see now is health and well-being, perhaps replacing that terminology. But in a sense, 
it, it means the same thing because sustainability, as you know, is more about environmental performance. It's about, a, there's a societal element there as well, which absolutely touches upon the health and well-being element. So I think the sustainability agenda has not gone away. It's perhaps there's a slightly different emphasis. Um, building regulations and standards are evolving, so we are meeting some of the requirements around sustainable development from that perspective. I would argue that the, the, the more societal-based elements of sustainability, we've still got quite a journey to go on there. And it's how you integrate the societal benefits within the built environment, which is perhaps the greatest challenge facing the sustainability agenda. It's interesting, we had a representative from the, the NHS here as well. There is now going to be a lot more joined up thinking, isn't there, um, between people in the housing, built environment and the world of health? Yeah, that's one of the, the issues that I tried to raise during the, the conversation, that the, the needs of the population are changing um, and there are new models of care that are being proposed by government, which will put a greater emphasis on the built environment in terms of how it supports people at every stage of their life, through, and that goes from housing to schools to, to healthcare provision. So there needs to be more integration between how we look after the population. And, it, and it, it's a very big challenge because, again, which was discussed today, the political cycle doesn't lend itself to that longevity, longevity of, 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 of planning. But there are examples across the world where it does happen. Um, so we need to learn from what's going on in other places around the world and, and take that forward in the UK.